You're listening to Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare on KSL News Radio. Thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. I'm Maria Shaleos. Today we are talking about understanding our mental health and what we're going through and when it is actually a crisis in the context of COVID-19 and how the pandemic is affecting us in our communities. With me today, Christy Jones, the Senior Consultant for Mental Wellbeing for Intermountain Healthcare, Kim Myers, who is a Suicide Prevention Coordinator for the Utah Department of Human Services, and Rachel Lusinski, who is the Business Operations Manager for Uni Crisis Services and Safe UT. Christy, I want to go back to you and talk for a minute. We're all isolated in our homes, and this is a really an important time to make our homes a safe space. Talk about what that means, how we make sure, especially if someone is facing some mental health issues, how we make our homes a safe space. You know, Maria, I've really been thinking about this a lot, and we've seen on the news that people are perhaps increasing purchases of firearms because they don't feel safe. And there are a lot of things people can do to be safe in their homes. And I just want to point a few of them out. But always remembering, keeping all of your doors locked, even when you're at home. This is something we have a problem with at our house, making sure the garage doors are closed and remembering to keep them closed and closing and locking your windows that are easily accessible and finally utilizing your alarm system. But I want to go back to the firearm comment I made initially. If people do own or purchase guns, right now is an especially important time to remember that there are some heavy responsibilities that come with gun ownership. And one of the first ones is safe firearm storage. It is one of the simplest and most effective things that we can do to prevent suicide because 86% of firearm deaths in Utah are suicides. So what this means is that for gun owners who have young people at home or they have at-risk people who perhaps have some mental health concerns or struggling with suicidality, depression, anxiety, The safest approach is to store all guns, including your long guns, outside of the home, such as with a friend or family member who's not prohibited from owning guns. And then you've got other off-site storage options, including working with a shooting range, a storage facility, and even utilizing the safe harbor law here in Utah. And what the safe harbor law does is it allows people to take their firearms to a local police department for safekeeping. One thing to point out, though, is do make sure you call and let them know that you're coming in before you do come in with firearms so that they are expecting you. And really, given the frequency and fatality with which guns are used in suicides, even the Utah Shooting Sports Council has advised that no person in a suicidal crisis should ever have access to guns. Kim, I know you have some strong feelings on this as well. Why don't you go ahead and give us your thoughts? So I I just want to echo what Christy is saying. And, you know, it's so important to consider how we do our best to keep our environments safe. We're talking a lot about hygiene and washing your hands and cleaning high-touch surfaces. We also need to consider when we're thinking about hygiene, our mental hygiene, and that is knowing that this is a time of of uncertainty for a lot of folks, of high stress. So having firearms locked up, non-accessible, 
And buying time between if somebody does become in crisis and thinking about ending their life and having access to that firearm is so critical. So, yeah, definitely safe storage. Off-site storage if somebody is especially struggling um, is the is the very best option. Also considering things like keeping medications locked up. We also have seen a lot of uh, surge of purchasing alcohol. So limiting alcohol intake and keeping it from people who shouldn't have access to it. So really that environmental hygiene, physical health hygiene, and mental hygiene all coming together to to support ourselves and our families and our communities during this time. All right, Rachel, it occurs to me that safety maybe means something different for all of us, especially maybe those who are experiencing mental health issues. But I know just for me, just since the earthquake, I'm not sure that I feel safe just because of that. Like I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel my bed moving. I don't know if it's my husband moving <laughs> or if we're having an aftershock. It's difficult right now to feel really just safe. You're absolutely right, Maria. And I, I felt an aftershock shock last night too that I'm sure was not there. So, <laughs> um, my husband can commiserate, I'm sure. But you know, that that's absolutely true. People are feeling certainly less safe uh, physically, psychologically in today's world and this ever-changing environment. Um, and I think it shows in the data as well. On March 18th, when we had the, the major earthquake here in Utah, we saw a 25% increase in our average daily call volume on the statewide crisis line and the warm line. So folks were definitely feeling unsettled, unsafe, and, and more anxious than ever. It felt a bit like a sick joke from the universe to have an earthquake during a global health pandemic. So I think it's really fair for people to recognize this is not a a normal day-to-day occurrence. And the ground that you walk on is supposed to feel stable and secure underneath you. So if people are still feeling unsettled and and uncomfortable because of that, I think it's okay to recognize that that's very valid and very normal. Um, And it's when it's impacting your average daily life. You know, if you can't sleep anymore, if you're really ruminating and and going over and over some potentially catastrophic uh, situations, I think it's important to recognize that that those might be times to reach out and just ask for some help and support, processing those thoughts, processing those feelings. And um, like Kim mentioned earlier, really learning some valuable skills. Um, it, it's important to know what resources you have access to with your current provider and health insurance, if there are things available through employers. And there are many, many community resources that are available, not just our crisis services as well. So I think it's important to call, to reach out and engage and ask for help and know that um, whether it's on our statewide crisis line, warm line, our safety app, or even our mobile crisis outreach teams, we can help facilitate connecting people to resources. And there are a lot of other great options out there as well that I'm sure Kim and Christy could even speak to. All right. We need to take a break and we will speak to all of those when we come back. And you're listening to Healthy Mind Matters on KSL News Radio.